Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guests today are Greg Carmichael and Jude Schramm of Fifth Third Bank Corps, a Fortune 500 financial services firm based in Cincinnati, Ohio. Greg is the Chief Executive Officer of Fifth Third and a former Chief Information Officer multiple times over, including at Fifth Third and at Emerson Electric. Jude Schramm is the current Chief Information Officer of Fifth Third, and in his prior role, he served as CIO of GE Aviation. In this interview, Greg describes his journey from CIO to CEO and why now is the best time for other CIOs to begin that journey. He also gives his perspective on how the CIO role presents a solid foundation for advancement to the CEO post. Jude then shares how technology is becoming a fabric of how the company operates and how the pandemic helped accelerate the company's digital capabilities, changing the way the company looks at cybersecurity as well. Finally, Jude talks about the benefits of having a CEO cognizant of the CIO role, and Greg shares some of the trends in technology that he's most excited about as he looks to the future. This interview was recorded live during the MetaStrategy Digital Symposium in September of 2021. But first, a word from our sponsor, QuickBase, and the company's chief executive officer, Ed Jennings. QuickBase is a low-code application development platform focused on citizen automation, and Ed wanted to share how the company helps organizations democratize automation. Ed, over to you. At QuickBase, our mission is to unlock the potential of organizations to adapt and innovate at speed. We do this by empowering business technologists within organizations to leverage low-code, no-code, to visually build their own applications, click and drag integrate across their existing systems, and eliminate manual and clumsy processes by writing their own workflow automations. As we see more technology responsibility shifting to the business, here are the top three ways that CIOs can unlock the potential of their own businesses to adapt and innovate faster. One, empower a culture of innovation where every member of the team feels responsible for building and innovating digital solutions. Two, build a practice of citizen automation in your company, build our governance frameworks and communities of practice. And three, equip the team with the right citizen automation tools. My name is Ed Jennings and I'm the CEO of QuickBase. I look forward to sharing how we've helped over 5,000 enterprises mature their citizen automation programs. And now on to the interview. Greg, Jude, welcome. It's great to see you both. Good to see you, Peter. Thank you for having us. It's a, it's a pleasure. Well, Greg, I, I'd love to start with you. Uh, a, a few different, uh, I think it's three or four different digital symposia ago for us, we pulled right. our audience of about 100 uh, global chief information officers and asked them how many of them had the aspiration to eventually mm -hmm. become CEOs, either of their own companies or a company. And more than 50% answered yes. And you are one of the rare but growing uh, group of people who have been able to ascend to the top chair of a company uh, after spending time, significant time in your case, as an IT executive and as a chief information officer. And I wonder if you could just reflect for a, a moment on your ascent and what about the role of chief information officer was key as one of the positions uh, on, on your, your ascent to the chief executive officer post? Yeah, great question. Uh, and listen, I've given it a you know, have many years to think about it for sure. And uh, I go back to my earlier decision to uh, to graduate in computer science because one, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life, but I knew technology was going to be extremely, extremely important, regardless of what I did, um, and be beneficial to me. And that path um, and, and that education, I think, was the foundation for um, the opportunities that were presented to me. So being the CIO, you know, there's, there's never a better opportunity to ascend from a CIO job into a, to a line of business or a CEO job than today because we live in a digital world. You see that every every decision we make as executives 
there's a foundation and fundamental aspect of technology in the discussion. Uh, and and it's, it's everywhere. It's pervasive. Um, it separates even more in banking. We distribute all of our products through our digital channels, all right? Our, our distribution, our touch, happens through our digital channels. How we go to market goes through our digital channels. So having a technology background is a huge asset um, for a business leader, uh, more so today than ever before. Uh, but it's a logical, logical opportunity to step up from a digital technology position into a C- CEO or other line of business position. So that was, that's important. The other thing about being a CIO, which you learn, is you got to make a lot of decisions every day and you've got to get a lot of things done. Um, we live in a very, very fast-paced, um, challenging environment. Um, cybersecurity, obviously, as you get, we're just talking about is a, is a huge risk and challenge. So every day you're faced with multiple, multiple decisions. You got to assess those, evaluate those, those decisions um, and, and questions, make the right decision and move on. That helps you as you think about what a, what a CEO does. So the pace at which you can get to the right answer, so to speak, um, the way you multitask, um, the way you're focused on completing tasks, because if you don't get 10 done yesterday, you're going to have 10 more to do the next day. So it's just really a whole rhythm of how we operate as CIOs in a volume of work that comes at us to have the disposition at work, make decisions, act on those decisions and execute um, all that. Um, I think is a great foundation for elevating from a CIO to a CEO. Um, and, in, and having a good DNA that does that, I think, is very advantageous. So it sounds uh, it sounds like, Greg, you think that although it's a relatively exclusive club now, it's going to become one that's less exclusive, that others, because of the reasons you described, should have that pathway, should it be something that they potentially pursue for the reasons you described and the sanctity and growing strategic importance of, of technology and digital on, on all businesses. Is that a fair assessment? I think it's a fair assessment. I think, once again, I think all businesses are faced with, with how they digitize their business, how they take advantage of technology to be more productive. Um, and I think... I mean, having a technology background is a great opportunity to step up if you have the other skill sets. Yeah, that's a great insights there. Jude, I'd like to turn to you, if I may, um, as the incumbent chief information officer at Fifth Third. Um, I know that uh, especially over the course of the pandemic, the past 18, 19 months, uh, it's given all of us a a reason to think uh, even more so about the impact of digital on our employees and on on, um, our customers. Uh, I'd be interested in your insights uh, and reflections upon this most unusual period, uh, but the extent to which digital and technology continues to have a a frontline um, and and advanced state within organizations in in fostering resilience and nimbleness during these times. Um, Maybe you could take a quick moment and and reflect on that a bit. Yeah, yeah, sure, Peter. I think... um... You know, as you see more and more companies reliant on digital, as Greg mentioned, the technology becoming the fabric of how the company operates, how business decisions get made, how strategies get built. What we saw in the pandemic was really uh, an acceleration of plans we we largely had in motion, but we had to pull in timelines by months and years in some cases. And so, you know, we saw a 20% increase in our digital channel usage over the, 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 the period of the pandemic. That is sustained. We think that that's probably going to be the new norm for us and just go up from there. Um, we've had to think of ways to really service those customers. So if you can imagine uh, being in a, in, a, in, a, in a banking industry where the, the connection with the customer is so important, 
offering multiple ways to support them where you're going from phone to now staying up digital messaging channels at the same time and giving customers those options. Those became critical to really just evolving and accelerating the way that we want to just be able to bring that experience, that digital experience to be the forefront of that, that customer of ours. And so while we really believe and value that uh, the, the branch relationships and the customer relationships are going to always be the most important thing for us. They've got to come together and align in a common business strategy that, that really delivers seamless experiences across any of those uh, channels a customer has. And so, you know, for us from a technology organization standpoint, it really gave us a chance to step back and reflect on if we were able to do some amazing things in such a short period of time with focusing on standing up channels for customers to, to, to get support, standing up channels for customers to be able to get access to their money faster and in different ways through some new products. How do we now think about that working with our employees? So we have, we've had employees that had to work remote. We've had to, to be able to stand up our, our collaboration technologies and really pivot to some new ways for employees to work. And the whole experience has just allowed us to, to really just imagine that, you know, the, the, the digital capabilities can really help a company, um, get, you know, level out the playing field a little bit between competitors. And we think that there's a good chance to continue to just accelerate that mindset for us and for our customers. Uh, cybersecurity. This is, again, unfortunately, a topic that, that continues to be top of mind for technology executives, especially in an organization that has so much critical data, um, operational as well as customer. Um, talk a little bit about the, the vicissitudes of managing cybersecurity during such a dynamic time. Yeah, it's a good one. You know, um, the bad guys never take a day off. And in, in some of the most uh, critical points in in the history of our of our of our more recent digital uh, times, I'll say they they know when to focus where to be exposing the most vulnerable parts of a company. So, you know, as we went into this pandemic, our our cybersecurity teams we really bolstered up our threat intelligence programs, really focusing on where we felt we had the greatest risk based off of the changing environment. So when you think about back to employees working remote, how are we hardening endpoints? How are we making sure that our threat detection is really honed in and focusing on those areas that, that um, you'll find the most frequent intrusion, you know, largely still being phishing, for example. So how are we putting a lot more focus on entrapment at that level? Because we know that's where the increases are happening. So a lot of it is, is collaborating with industry peers. It's about understanding what we're seeing in terms of where we're, we're identifying that, that a lot of activity is happening and making sure that we're nimble enough to uh, address our perimeter defenses and our detection capabilities in those areas very quickly, right? The second thing I'd say relative to, to our industry is you also see fraud start to take a shifting shape as well, right? And when our cybersecurity teams and our fraud teams, our cybercrime teams can all work together to really understand how those interplays are happening, uh, we really become a, a much stronger organization. And we saw a lot of that over the pandemic um, and we still see it today, but what it's really given us is a really good uh, kind of internal team mindset around how we work together to make sure we're bolstering not just the cyber side, but even the fraud side and how those two are really starting to blend together and blur in our world. Yeah, I appreciate that overview, um, representative certainly of the, the growing complexity of the role of chief information officer to be mindful not only of some of the great in innovations that, that an IT organization would deliver in a company like Fifth Third, but also bearing in mind these risk mitigation aspects that need to be front and center also and getting that balance correct as you're managing things. Jude, I, I can't let you go uh, without asking you what it's like to work for a chief executive officer who has sat in your seat 
uh, many of your peers, as you surely know, uh, especially from your past experience as a chief information officer, um, at times a chief executive officer may only have a passing knowledge of technology, uh, whereas whereas uh, your, your boss has had uh, more than that. It can go very deep into the weeds should he wish to do so, no doubt. Uh, what, what is it like having a, a CEO who is so cognizant of what your role entails? Yeah, that's a great question, Peter. Yeah, for me, it's great. It's, to be quite frank, it's the reason I came to this bank, right? I um, I have aspirations to, to continue to grow my career and having somebody who's at the highest level of a company leading strategy, leading the way that this bank uh, does what we do every day has been tremendous because Greg understands the role I've been in. He knows the role technology plays. And he knows the evolution because he stayed very connected and at the forefront of it right for our industry. So for me, uh, it, it, it's a really good thing because when uh, we can get together and talk about it and make sure it gets incorporated into the strategy at the highest level of the bank, it's 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 a uh, it makes my job a lot easier to be quite frank to have somebody who's uh, who's able to help with that and to lead it for us. And so it's been great. Well, Greg, as someone again who who continues to keep his fingers on the pulse of innovation that's centered around digital and technology, as you look to the future, what are some of the areas that excite you most? You know, first off, just the way. The opportunity to change how we support and, and address the needs of our customers is exciting. You know, our customers want to bank anywhere at any time. They want it to be fast, efficient, and secure. Um, and the ability to create that type of environment with the new technologies that continue to emerge, enable us to move even quicker, um, is exciting. And, I, you know, I continue to learn every day in this space from, from Jude and his team. You know, technology moves pretty quickly in itself. And the, and the, and the capabilities and the processes that are out there. So I just think as we continue to look forward is how do we make things as easy and as simplistic as possible, as safe and secure as possible, right? And then really change the way we, we operate our bank. We used to operate our bank through banking centers. But fifth third, we have about 11, 1,200 banking centers at any one time. And, and that continues to get less and less each year because the majority of our transactions tend to go to more through our digital channels. But people still want to visit, visit a banking center if they have an issue, complex problem, and so forth. So how do we continue to change how we touch those customers? Um, and it's just been exciting to watch the transformation. As you mentioned, um, the pandemic didn't change how we thought about our digital capabilities or how we want to bank our customers, but it did accelerate the adoption um, that we've seen. And we think that's going to very much stick as we move forward here. It has so far. Um, and we're just looking at more creative ways to introduce new products and solutions to our customers at a different a different cadence than we have in the past. I really like your focus on simplicity. Uh, that uh, in, uh, paraphrasing, of course, for you to validate, Greg, but but focusing on a sort of experience for for customers, presumably employees as well, uh, that take take sort of the complexity of technology and its use at least. Um, down to a, a simpler form so that people can sort of almost take it for granted in their use of it. I, I really like your emphasis of that. I know there's a lot of work that uh, Jude and team need to do in order to breeze, bring something like that to life, but but no doubt that's part of the the expectations now of customers as they're interacting with a, with an organization like Fifth Third. You know, another reason why I think having a technology background is you send to a line of business and, and ultimately hopefully a CEO opportunity where you run the company is understanding what the technology can do. You know, it's really about solving, and it's always been for me throughout my career, solving a business problem. And sometimes it's not technology. Oftentimes it is bringing technology to bear. But if you think about the way we're changing how we deal with and interact with our customers, the amount of data that we have access to, our ability to make decisions much quicker based on that data. What used to take us three or four months to get a loan approval to funding 
you know, after funding, we can do it three days, four days, in a lot of cases right now, because we can pull and aggregate that information together very quickly, have an automated, in most cases, an automated decision uh, or a quick interaction of, of, of an underwriter. So we can do those things extremely quick. All the all the the the, the paperwork and so forth that used to uh, be just that paperwork now is digitized um, in, in, in digital e-signature and so forth. So the world is changing and understanding how that technology can enable a different business model um, is extremely powerful. Now, that's great. Well, uh, gentlemen, thank you both so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom. As a Cincinnati native, I also must say, go Reds, go Bengals. I, I hope we can <laughs> we, we, we can uh, we can grab a, uh, some graders in the lobby of your headquarters sometime soon. But it is great to see you both. And thank you so much for enlightening this audience. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having us. Take care. Thank you so much.